Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. Welcome to America's Heroes Group. Today is Saturday, May 20th, 2023. Today we have the roundtable with our partner, Heinz VA Women's Healthcare. May is Mental Health Awareness, Military Appreciation, and Asian Pacific Heritage Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Clayman, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have a panelist with us, Lisa Koperlinski. She is a Heinz VA Program Coordinator. And she's going to talk about the MOVE program because we know that obesity is a problem, but also amongst veterans. How are you doing? Doing very well. How are you today, sir? Pretty good. So tell us, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, about 69% of Americans are either overweight or obese. And a third of Americans, about 36%, are definitely obese. Um, that is correct. And unfortunately, it's as high as 80% in our veteran population. Wow. Now, what is going on there? Is it because we just don't like PT? We got PT, PTSD or something like that? No, not necessarily. Um, we live in an ever-changing environment where a lot of things that support our health and our weight are not as easily accessible as perhaps they once were. I think we're kind of taking the need for activity a little bit out of our life. Uh, we're making things easier, but uh, that's not always the best thing for our health in terms of reducing movement. We have accessibility to a lot of highly palatable, um, calorie-dense, not the most nutrient-dense foods um, at a lower cost. And in terms of you know, preparing our own meals, um, how to acquire healthier meals, some of that tends to get lost in the shuffle. Mm. There's a lot of things at play. So what does the MOVE program do at Heinz? That's a great question. So MOVE is what we call a comprehensive lifestyle intervention. So I'm joined by a panel of experts in the areas of nutrition, behavior change, and physical movement or physical activity. And it is a six-month program. We found that not just locally but nationally, behavior change takes time and six months has been found to be kind of the minimum amount of time that anyone might want to commit to any kind of behavior change, particularly weight management. So during the six months in the program, we go through a set curriculum where we address one of those pillars that I mentioned. And the topics are led by one of our program program experts. And currently we're doing that over a video platform. That's something we switched to since COVID came around. It's actually been a a useful way for us to reach more veterans because it takes out the travel element. Um, it can accommodate different kinds of 
work and school schedules. And for example, in in a class, when we get folks started, we start asking them to kind of think about their current behaviors, lifestyle behaviors as it relates to nutrition, movement, their attitude, their thoughts about food, um, when or why they eat. So we can start to identify what's working for them and what's not working for them. So it's not as simple as just a taste food tastes good and people just want to eat good tasting food. There's a lot more stuff going on is what I'm getting. Most definitely. Most definitely. We eat for a lot of different reasons besides just hunger. Um, and that's, that's one of the behavioral topics that we, we will explore in the program. What is it, you know, what are you responding to? Sometimes we eat in response to habit, a certain time of day, an individual that we're spending time with, um, our environment. You weren't thinking of having a cookie, but it happens to be there on the counter, and you're like, hey, why not? Hmm. Um, so when you when a person is trying to lose weight or trying to get into um, a healthier lifestyle, what I've been what I've been reading is is that diet is more effective than just exercise. You can exercise and exercise, but it doesn't necessarily make you um, it can make you maybe more fit in some ways, but it doesn't necessarily cause you to lose weight. It's not as effective to lose weight just by just lifting a bunch of weights or doing a bunch of cardio. The diet is very critical in the whole component of like losing weight. And it- Absolutely, and that's why it's a core element in the program. It's not just about moving more. It's not just about eating better. It's about doing both, but and then also exploring the behaviors behind all of that. Like, why do you want to move or not want to move? Why do you eat a certain way or not eat a certain way? Um, and then how can we put, take away some of the barriers, perhaps, that people have in relation to making healthier choices for themselves in, in either case, nutrition or movement. So, so also one thing I want to kind of see if I can get pick your brain about because of the fact that there's so much information on social media, particularly YouTube, about losing weight, take this magic pill, do this magic trick, do these things ten times a day, and then you'll magically lose weight. How do how is it? How does someone that doesn't really understand a lot of things about nutrition cipher through what is real mm-hmm. and not real on social media? Absolutely, that's such a wonderful question, and. I welcome participants to bring that into our visits, whether we're meeting in a group or whether we're meeting individually, because that, that is appealing. The, you know, those sites know what they're doing to grab our attention. And, you know, when we're ready to make a change for anything, we want something that's effective. And they sure make those things sound effective. So we talk about in the program why those things are appealing in the short run and why they might give you results in the short run, but why they aren't necessarily effective in the long run. And I often ask them to think about, is this the first time you've ever tried something or have been interested in something like this and what happened last time? And to try to tie the two together and relate to them why the results they had might have been short-lived. It's a common discussion that we have. Many of us have tried things that have worked temporarily, but perhaps not long-term. One of the big things out there nowadays is uh, fasting as part of a regimen to, that's like the, the hot, I mean, even though it's been around for a long, long time, fasting seems mm-hmm. to be this, this hot topic today for the last couple of years mm-hmm. because it's kind of ruled social media. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on fasting and do you talk about that in a mood program? It comes up. Um, fasting or intermittent fasting might be what you're, you've, you've come across yourself. And they're pitched kind of as a way to kind of reset our our satiety mechanism, our hunger and satiety mechanisms, and to kind of almost cleanse the palate a little bit and give us a fresh start. And I think a lot of these ideas out there, fast included, can be a way to kind of reset ourselves and refocus ourselves. But again, bringing in that long-term element. In the long-term, fasting can be 
challenging to follow in the long term depends on how you go about it. There's different. There's so many different ways of going about it there. And then what what is the driver behind it? For some of us, it's health related. For some of us, it's um, faith related, uh, health related. If someone has another medical condition, fasting can actually be a little dangerous with some of the medicines that they take or some of the differences that happen in their um, their blood sugar levels. So exploring a little bit more what's the uh, driver for why they want to um, try that and how we can make it um, a, a little bit healthier approach if that's something that they'd like to explore. Wow. It seems like it might be a good idea for everybody to maybe get advice or get some kind of counsel on how to eat and how to behave when it comes to nutrition and exercise. Because I think a lot of us are kind of just pre-wired because we've been eating our lives. So we think we got I it love, down pat. I love that you say that. Yeah, I say that in class all the time. I'm like, we, we eat our whole lives and we don't think much about it, right? Mm-hmm. And But then, you know, an episode or an event might happen in our lives that changes things. We, we perhaps were um, injured or we've had a loss in our life, um, a huge change. We've moved and it impacts the way we, we move or we approach our eating and we find that we've you know, we, we're, we're not the same individual. We're not as healthy as we once were for whatever reason. Um, and then we do it. We explore all these things that are out there. And it's a wonderful thing to bring it to somebody who talks about this all the time um, and make it fit them. Because some of these um, ideas out there can be made to fit, but it needs to fit the individual's lifestyle. And we're all very different. Mm-hmm. So I love having those conversations with veterans. What's the most common thing you see with the groups you ha- you host with MOVE? Um, what's the common, uh, anything, a particular habit or, or something that maybe people could take away from uh, this conversation if they're listening or watching this? Um, what do you see oftentimes, which which is an easy, quick fix, if there is such a thing, to help them lose weight or get healthier even? Um, wow, that's a really good question. I would say pay attention to your environment. I think many of us can identify the concrete times in our day where we know we eat like I'm a I usually eat something in the morning and I have something later on at night but that's all I have and I ask folks to think about what happens in between especially if it's unplanned Hmm. I think a lot of us fall victim to unplanned eating we don't intend to um, eat or drink this that or the other thing in in between those those kind of pillars of our day but a lot can happen in that time that it's easy to forget because you didn't plan it and then you find yourself wondering why suddenly am I am I feeling this way? Hmm. And then does alcohol play a big role in this? I know a lot of veterans drink. I mean, does I mean in the military you get exposed to alcohol? And if you haven't been, oh, certainly, you're 18, certainly, 18 joining the military, yeah. is that a big? Do you see that as a common uh, a common uh, theme or common message you see here from veterans? Liquids, liquids, definitely. Um, uh, that kind of brings me to a, a, a conversation I have with folks about something I call slider foods, and those are foods that go down, foods or beverages, that go down really easily, and the, it takes a lot of them for us to feel satisfied. And in cases like that, if a, if a large makeup of your diet contains items like that, you're getting a lot of extra calories unnecessarily because it takes more, it takes larger amounts, either volume, uh, ounces, or cups or portions, what have you, to have you feel full. And then you end up with these extra calories that have to go somewhere if your body doesn't use them. Mm. Wow. You know, you made me think of something else that you were asking, what's something I hear a lot of struggles perhaps with our veteran population. And veterans are taught to eat quick. Yes. They're taught, they're taught to get the job done, and they know how to get the job done. 
and they're taught to eat quickly. And that's, um, it's easy to eat quickly and not really um, notice your satiety, notice if you're enjoying what you're eating because you've got you've to eat and you've got to get a job to get done. So sometimes slowing down our eating can be a helpful way to clue into, oh, I'm actually satisfied with about a third less than I was normally eating because I'm actually paying attention to how my body's responding. Wow. That's amazing because my brother does that. He's a Navy veteran. And, okay. Um, so I, came, I joined the Army, joined the Navy. When he okay. came back, um, he started eating really, really, really slow. And then when I, got, when I got back from service, he went in first before I did. It really annoyed me after that because I was, then I started eating quicker and mm-hmm. he was just slowing down as he got older. He kept eating slower and slower, and he always was in great shape. My brother is a, mm-hmm. is a specimen of, of health. Um, mm-hmm. But me, on the other hand, I had to start gaining weight. Um, I see. Probably a bunch of other things that happened along that. But I, but, but I realized, and I asked him a couple of times, he said because he wants to enjoy his food. And it was really a reaction against having to eat so fast when he was in the mm-hmm. military. He learned that, you know, I miss eating and tasting my food. So oh, he wow. started eating slower, and then he eats slower <laughs> as he got older, slower and slower and slower. Oh, that's wonderful to hear that he recognized that and he wanted to enjoy his food because they do that does kind of take it away from you when you're when you have to eat that quickly. Wow. Um, that's so, yeah, amazing. That's, mm-hmm. that's amazing. So, so what is something you could, that, that you can do? What you maybe recommend in the Move program for someone to get some activity into their lifestyle? What's the easy way to start that that path? Um, I tell people don't look at it as don't don't make it too big. I I feel like some for some of us who haven't been active in a, in a period of time for whatever reason, when they think of activity, they think of it's going to hurt, it's going to take too long. How am I going to fit it into my schedule? I'm already really busy. Make it easy. Um, break it down into what do you like to do, and can you start with five minutes? Even though that might sound like why that's not even worth it, five minutes, um, one day a week, and get it down, get committed to it, and then can you build from there? Um, break it, you know, we go through an exercise at the end of classes is, okay, what's one thing you want to work on? And if, and if moving more is what you want to work on, I'll tell them, I'm like, okay, that's great, break it down. What, what's going to help you move more? What's your activity? Um, well, I can't, maybe I can't walk. Can you do seated exercises? Maybe I can do that. Okay, what seated, do you want to work on your upper body or your lower body? Um, Pick, you know, pick, and then they'll pick upper body. And it's like, okay, can you do five minutes of a, of a series of upper body exercises? And we've got actually a move workbook that we provide to our participants. And within that workbook, there's a lot of examples of upper and lower body things that we can do seated or standing. Mm-hmm. And that might be a way to get, get folks down is, um, excuse me, get folks more active is to help them break it down. It doesn't have to be everything all at once. Again, because veterans are used to getting the job done, right? Like, okay, I need to run a mile. Let me go. Um, maybe it's just maybe it's just a, you know a quarter of a mile, an eighth of a mile. Right now, you'll get you'll get to the mile eventually. You don't have to do it all at once. It's, again, if it's been a period of time since you have. And how do you get those habits to stick? Because oftentimes we start doing exercises or get into an exercise habit, but then. It gets boring or you're tired of it or becomes like a drag, so you stop doing it. So what is, what is mm-hmm. a tip to, to maintain that habit? That's, a, that's a, another wonderful question. And that's also why we talk about breaking it down, because what we'll do is we'll meet again in two weeks, and I'll let them know. I'm like, okay, I'm going to check in with you in two weeks. How did it go? What, you know, what worked, what didn't? What's going to help you keep doing it? And sometimes, you know, and I, and I really enjoy the discussions we have. I lead a lot of groups. And I, you know, I'm kind of, I'm the facilitator, but I like, in, I like in 
starting the conversation and having the veterans take it where they want, and they kind of, they start to help each other. Um, so maybe they need an, a walking partner. Maybe they need to attend a, we have some video classes perhaps they can attend that keeps them a little bit more accountable. Um, but I find, again, to keep it um, something they, they'll do consistent is to start small, um, check in with yourself, check in with the group, um, and find out what worked and what didn't work. And then also pay attention to like other, other victories that um, you might be getting from that added change, whether it's um, a physical activity change or another behavior-related change. Like, how do you feel after doing it? Are you feeling better? Are you sleeping better? Um, is, your, is your energy improving? Is your strength or your stamina improving? And do you want more of that? Um, sometimes those rewards, um, non-scale rewards, can help us keep going. And then some people actually are motivated by a reward. Like, okay, if I keep doing this, I can, I'm going to do this, this for myself, or I'm going to um, go somewhere or some reward for themselves. People, you know, different things motivate us. So how do people get in touch with the MOVE program? So we are what's called a consult preferred service. So if you're a veteran at any VA, um, uh, you can call the scheduling department and ask them to schedule an appointment with what we call our preview class, which is an overview of the program as a whole. We have a lot of options within the program to help people get started. Or their provider can submit a consult to us. That's that's another way to... um, to reach out to us, and then same thing, we'll reach out to the veteran and, and get them into the, one of those preview classes. Other providers can alert me through, through say, their um, progress note in the veteran's medical record. I have uh, providers call me. I have providers instant message me. Um, as, as much as I can do to t- remove those barriers to get into the program, they can call me. Um, my number is uh, in the directory, or I can provide it today. Oh, yeah, give that, that number, please. Uh, certainly. So my direct number is 708-202-7190. Um, and I definitely have um, veterans calling me um, who don't have that consult in their, re- in their record necessarily, but they're like, I heard about the program, I'm interested, and that's great. Let's get started. So the demographics of the MOVE program that you see, are they mostly older people, people that are retired, or the younger people? Is it a mix? Are the men versus women? What's, what do you normally see? What's the typical a, person comes in? You know, if, if you and I were talking when I first started practicing, I would have told you um, older, um, over the age of 55, and primarily men. And boy, the, the demographic of our veterans is all over, all over now, and it's nice. Um, we definitely still see that same population, but I see a lot of um, female veterans um, and uh, younger uh, male and female veterans at that. So uh, a lot more under the age of 40. So because of that, we have a variety of groups and we do have a group tailored to our female veterans only if they want that experience. If they prefer, we we have a lot of co-ed groups and we have female veterans in there as well. But for any females who prefer a female only experience, we do offer that. My first impression when I heard about the MOVE program was that you were going to walk into the office and you're going to start doing PT. You know, you're going to walk. You know, there. a lot of people say that. And that, isn't, that the, isn't that true, though? Like the name of the program kind of lends itself to that. That's very true. That's very common. But it's not that um, And it's part, it's, it's part of what we encourage. Okay. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful that at our, um, at our main campus location, the Heinz VA location, we do have our physical therapy expert offers well, well, a exercise. I, I said PT, I didn't mean, that's a military act. I meant, I meant, uh, I meant physical training, not physical therapy per se. 
Oh, okay. Um, so that's but, when so in the military it, we call PT physical uh, physical, uh, physical training. training. Gotcha. But in the civilian um, role is physical therapy. Gotcha. Gotcha. I thought you were referring to the the activity part of our program because we do have a piece of that. Okay. As well. So how does that part of it work? Now you got me curious. So if you're doing if they're so you guys do therapy for people that need therapy. Uh, well, if we do physical activity uh, therapy, I guess you could say, because we want to accommodate any anyone, if anyone has perhaps a knee that they have to be a little bit cautious about or a shoulder, what have you, if they have to do seated versus standing exercises. So we do have a 10-week pro- part of the program that veterans can opt into. It's optional, where they come to the Heinz campus and they can um, exercise in one of our cardiac rehab clinics that we use for move in the afternoons twice a week. Um, they can come twice a week, and they get oversight by our um, kinesiotherapy team member, who's our physical um, activity expert on the team. Lisa Koperlinski, RDCDE. She's the Heinz VA Move Program Coordinator. Get in touch with Lisa. She gave her your number. Rewind the tape. Rewind the video. Go back and look at us on YouTube. Make sure you get in touch with your inner health and be safe and healthy always. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.